This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala al-mabruthi rahmatan lil alameen, nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, all his companions, his entire household. May Allah bless them all and may he bless every single one of us. Amen. Beloved brothers and sisters, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving us this blessed opportunity to be in one of his houses, mentioning his name and reminding ourselves about his message. This is indeed a great sign of acceptance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep our hearts from those hearts that are inclined towards this type of activity and at the same time never ever diverted from the masjid and from obeying the instructions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ameen. Brothers and sisters, yesterday we made mention of how the hypocrites, when they say, that which is blasphemous against Allah or against Rasulullah or against any of the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when they are asked why they do that, they are quick to use a cheap excuse. It is, we are joking. We mentioned that yesterday. The reason why I repeat this today is because in our lives as well, sometimes we engage in behavior that is not befitting the status of a believer. And then when people ask us, why did you do this? You say, just joking. And yet you were serious when you said it. Or perhaps you were not joking in that particular way. If that is the case, remember one thing. Jokes have limits. We should not be trampling over the rights of others, claiming to be joking. And this is the teaching of Islam. We will hurt hearts, even if you are joking. Remember, if you are going to pierce the heart of another person, abstain from that type of a joke. Yes, to engage sometimes in a statement or two of laughter. Yes, it is permissible, it is acceptable. In fact, even Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he made his companions laugh at times, even some of his family members as well, they laughed and so on. But within the limits, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us. Never ever utter a joke that is against a race or against a type of people or a tribe or that which will be hurtful to a specific religion or to some people in particular or to the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and obviously to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with His goodness. In Surah At-Tawbah also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of how He tests the people and this verse was obviously revealed at the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the lesson is for every one of us in the sense that Allah tests us several times in the year, sometimes through the day, sometimes in the month. And these tests, as we've always been saying, they are for a true believer, a means of drawing him or her closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If your heart is content, do not look at it as a punishment of Allah. Yes, we do engage in istighfar. Because for your information, to ask Allah's forgiveness and istighfar is in reality one of the best ways of earning the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about this in verse number 126 of Surah At-Tawbah. 
أولا يرون أنهم يفتنون في كل عام مرة أو مرتين ثم لا يتوبون ولا هم يذكرون Do they not see that we test them once or twice in the year and still they do not turn to us in tawbah nor do they take heed. Now this obviously the hypocrites would not take heed nor would they turn to Allah in tawbah. With us we need to remember Allah will test us once or twice in the year minimum. And when the tests come, let's be from amongst those who turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We engage in istighfar and we take heed, we change our ways. Brothers and sisters, like we've been saying, sometimes when Allah loves us so much, and when we are far away, He does things in our lives that make us turn to Him. This is why we say, let us turn to Him once we are in a good condition, instead of waiting for Him to tap us with some calamity before we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May He grant us goodness. Let's listen to some of the qualities of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The man of peace, the best of creation, the man whom we are supposed to be following. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes him in many places in the Qur'an. One of them, verse number 128 of Surah At-Tawbah. لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِّنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ عَزِيزٌ عَلَيْهِ مَا عَنِتُّمْ حَرِيصٌ عَلَيْكُمْ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَؤُوفٌ رَحِيمٌ Indeed, the messenger from amongst you has come to you. Some of his qualities are that he is grieved by your suffering. When you are hurt, when you are going through difficulty, the grief is felt by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he is so concerned about you, yet he is kind and merciful towards the believers. Let's ask ourselves, are we kind and merciful towards one another? Question number one. Question number two, are we grieved at the suffering of our fellow brothers and sisters? Question number three, are we concerned about one another? If we are, inshallah, we are heading in the right direction and it will promote a lot of peace, not only within us, but even on a global level. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if they turn away from you, then utter a statement believing in it. What is the statement? Listen to the last verse of Surah At-Tawbah. فَإِن تَوَلَّوْا فَقُلْ حَسْبِيَ اللَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا هُوَ عَلَيْهِ تَوَكَّلْتُ وَهُوَ رَبُّ الْعَرْشِ الْعَظِيمِ If they turn away, then you should say, فَقُلْ Now, قُلْ means you utter these words. The lesson is for all of us. We should be repeating these words on a daily basis. We need the help of Allah. Really. Not only do people turn away from us, but sometimes ourselves, we turn away from the instruction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah bless us and guide us and grant us goodness. Make it easy for us to tread the path of goodness and make it difficult for us to sin. Brothers and sisters, one of the gifts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is when a person plans a sin, he puts an obstacle in their way. So you plan something evil, for example, and then you notice that my tire is flat. Or someone's come home and they say, I'm here to sit for three hours. And you can't show them your gritted teeth. But at the same time, it's a gift of Allah. He planted something between you 
and the sin a barrier. So thank Allah. Whenever there is a barrier between you and sin, it's a gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, say, Allah is sufficient for me. There is none worthy of worship besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I have laid my full trust in Him and He is the Lord of the great throne. Subhanallah. What a powerful dua. Trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have the next surah, Surah Yunus, named after one of the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of many, many interesting points. Obviously, the entire Quran is full of wisdom and peace and goodness. But let's listen to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, describing the Quran. يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ قَدْ جَاءَتْكُمْ مَوْعِظَةٌ مِّنْ رَبِّكُمْ وَشِفَاءٌ لِمَا فِي الصُّدُورِ وَهُدًى وَرَحْمَةٌ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ O people, not only the believers, O people, this is the description of the Qur'an, O people, a reminder has come to you, or you could say a warning has come to you from your Maker, your Rabb, the one in charge of every aspect of your life. And in it, there is cure. So this book is full of cure for that which lies in the hearts. The diseases of the heart, the cure of those diseases lie in the Quran. Are we ready to pick it up and to look at its meaning, to try and understand it, and we achieve peace and cure for the diseases of the heart? Inshallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that strength. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in that book there is guidance, and in that book there is mercy, a source of mercy and guidance. Imagine, all of us are looking for mercy, all of us would like guidance, and every one of us wants cure for our diseases. Both diseases, physical as well as spiritual. When you read the Quran, the blessedness of the Quran cures you of the diseases of the heart of a physical nature as well. Amazing. This is the power of the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it cures you of spiritual ailment and disease. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people who are much more serious about the Quran. We will achieve a lot of goodness if we do so. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes very aptly. Obviously, He's our creator. He knows what we do. He describes some of our condition sometimes. You see, man, and we've said this a few times in Ramadan, and like I say, verses are repeated because we as man need a reminder upon a reminder. So Allah says, man, when evil reaches him, when some difficulty or calamity touches him or strikes him, what happens? He calls out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He becomes pious. He calls out to Allah on his sides. He calls out to Allah standing or sitting. And when that calamity is gone, he continues transgressing on the earth as though he never ever called out to Allah in the past. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes this very clear. Remember, you need Allah. Remember, when you call out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, never ever renege on that call by saying, Ya Allah, I am sick, I am ill, Ya Allah. I, I, I promise you this and I promise you that. And when you are cured, you'd better remain on that path because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all able to take away even more than He took away the first time. May Allah protect us. This is why Allah says, verse number 12 of Surah Yunus, <laughs> 
فلما كشفنا عنه ضره مر كأن لم يدعنا إلى ضر مسه كذلك زين للمسرفين ما كانوا يعملون Beautiful verse of the Quran which explains exactly what I said that when man is touched with some form of difficulty or evil he calls out to Allah on his sides he makes these long du'as big du'as prayers to Allah supplications on his side standing sitting everything is a du'a to Allah and when Allah alleviates that particular suffering from that particular person when Allah takes it away then he continues on the earth sinning as though he never ever called out to Allah in the past to alleviate the suffering that he went through at any stage this is something we need to take heed of now a question i have for myself and yourselves wouldn't we like to be friends of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala imagine if allah says that man is my friend allahu akbar imagine wouldn't you like to be a friend of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala well the answer is yes indeed we all want to be friends of allah so how to become a friend of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioned in the quran surah yunus Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says verses and I'm sure a lot of us would know these verses by heart. Let's listen to them. Ala inna awliya Allahi la khawfun alayhim wa la hum yahzanun alladhina amanu wa kanu yattakun lahumul bushra fil hayatid dunya wa fil akhirah لا تبديل لكلمات الله ذلك هو الفوز العظيم الله says behold indeed the friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala no need for them to fear nor grieve not at all and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says this is verse number 62 of surah Yunus and the two verses after that they are the ones who believe and they have taqwa that's all you need two qualities To become a friend of Allah, you need to be a believer and you need to have taqwa. In order to be, be a believer, you need to have two main qualities. You need to worship Allah alone without associating partners with Him and you need to follow the traditions of Muhammad wasallam. If we have these two qualities, we are believers. On top of that, we need to have taqwa. Taqwa meaning be conscious of Allah. Create a barrier between you and the fire of Allah by engaging in commands and abstaining from prohibitions. That is called taqwa, piety. If you are a pious believer, you are a friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah says, such people for them, there is good news, glad tidings in this world as well as the next. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala befriend us and may He make us from those who are truly His friends. In the narration, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, مَنْ عَادَ لِي وَلِيًّا فَقَدْ آذَنْتُهُ بِالْحَرْبِ Whoever has harmed a friend of mine, I have announced war against him. This is what Allah says. And this is why we say, never ever harm people. You may never know who is the friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do you know the people of Musa alayhi salam, what did they do? Fir'aun, the Pharaoh and his cronies, they lost every form of peace, although they had lots of wealth and they had supreme authority on earth. And everything went. Do you know why? They harassed Musa salam. they troubled him. Not only did they disagree with the message, which was one thing, but they harmed them. They were killing, they were causing lots of chaos. And they called themselves gods. And they said, we will continue persecuting you forever and ever. And Allah says, no, 
there is a point of stopping when we will stop you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused Fir'aun to drown. You know that. The Pharaoh was drowned with all his cronies gone in a way that he would have never imagined. He used to call himself the God and he died. When he died, people thought, you know, he is in the ocean here or the sea and he's been he's swallowed by the water and drowned. Perhaps the water will spit him out and we're going to see he will come alive again because that's what type of a tyrant he was. So in order to put everyone's fears at rest, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removed that body. فَالْيَوْمَ نُنَجِّيكَ بِبَدَنِكَ لِتَكُونَ لِمَنْ خَلْفَكَ آيَةً Allah says, take out that body of yours from the sea and preserve it so it can be a sign for those who are going to come after you. Today you go to Egypt, you see the mummies. They say Ramses II, Allah knows best who exactly it was. But if you see this lifeless person, he was powerful. They built the pyramids. They are the people who call themselves gods. Where are they? Allah says they were destroyed. Do you know why? Musa alayhi salam made a dua against them. He called out to Allah against them. And the reason why I make mention of this, when we harm the friends of Allah, they may allow us, they may give us a leeway, oh Allah, guide this man, oh Allah, open the doors of this person, ya Allah, help them, guide them, and so on. That's what a saint normally does. But there comes a time when even the prophets have called against their people because of a certain boiling point that they got to. You need to know this. It's in the Quran. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when Musa alayhi salam, who was a friend of Allah, he was a person whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had spoken to, a great messenger of Allah, may peace be upon him. When he was harmed by Fir'aun to a certain extent, and his people were harmed even more, he called out after a long time to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do you know what he said? This is verse number 88 of the same surah, surah Yunus. He says, رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ آتَيْتَ فِرْعَوْنَ وَمَلَأَهُ زِينَةً وَأَمْوَالًا فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا Oh Allah, you have given Pharaoh and his people, you have given them beauty and wealth in this particular world. You've given them all the beautification of this world and you've given them wealth, you've given them authority. رَبَّنَا لِيُضِلُّوا عَنْ سَبِيلِكَ Oh Allah, they are using all that they have in order to lead people astray from your path. Oh Allah, obliterate their wealth. Destroy it completely. Extinguish it. Delete it, Ya Allah. And harden their hearts now. Do you know what harden their hearts now means? Ya Allah, we want to see their punishment. We want to see their punishment, Ya Allah. فَلَا Because they are never going to believe. These people will not believe. Until they see the severe punishment. When that dua came through, Allah says to Musa salam and his brother Harun, may Allah peace be upon both of them. Your dua has been responded to. That's what Allah says. The same applies to Nuh. Noah, may peace be upon him. We will come to the verses, inshallah, in the next surah. So, the point being raised here is, Fir'aun was destroyed because of a dua of this messenger of Allah against him. Sometimes we are suffering lack of peace because we have harmed the friend of Allah. Maybe he raised his hands and he said, Ya Allah, destroy this man. May Allah not do that to us. It's not worth it. 
to harm one another. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a good heart. May we be people who are positive and may we be people who learn how to love one another and may we support one another. Amen. The next surah is named after Hud. The messenger sent to the people of Ad. The people of Ad were huge people. They were huge and they lived, they carved into mountains as well. They had a lot of power given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In this particular surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of something very important. With us, we are worried. Sometimes people are saying, how am I going to sustain myself? You know, uh, I know of some people who say, I don't want to learn Islam. Because if I learn Islam and I become a, you know, a sheikh who's going to teach other people, what salary am I going to get? I won't be driving the, the latest Bentley that these guys are driving and so on. Believe me, a Bentley. Have you ever thought about the word Bentley? I don't know why it's supposed to be bent, but we are on the straight path, my brothers and sisters. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the straightly, inshallah, the path that is correct. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness and open our doors. So do not think that sustenance is not going to come to you. It will come to you. Allah has provided. You need to try your best and the rest is in the hands of Allah. If Allah gave you more, it's a test. If He gave you less, it's a test. And if he makes you struggle to achieve, it's a test. And if he makes you achieve through ease, it's also a test. Everything is a test from Allah. Listen to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Verse number 6 of Surah Hud. وَمَا مِن دَابَّةٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِلَّا عَلَى اللَّهِ رِزْقُهَا وَيَعْلَمُ مُسْتَقَرَّهَا وَمُسْتَوْدَعَهَا كُلُّهُ فِي كِتَابٍ مُبِينٍ he says there is not a single creature that treads the earth except that its sustenance and provision is written with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There for it, Allah provides for the smallest ant. So do you think He's not going to provide for you and me? Allah provides for the bird that flies. The small little chicklet that flies. Do you think He's not going to provide for me and you? We get worried for no reason. But a loser is He who sits back at home and says, I'm not going to work, and I'm not going to do what is known as al-akhdu bil-asbab, which means to do that, which is going to achieve what you want to achieve. He sits back at home and he says, if it is written in my predestiny for me to earn, then the ceiling will open up and the rands will drop from the top. <laughs> there are people who believe this. Believe me, in that particular case, we have been foolish. We have insulted Allah. Allah says, you work hard. Ihris ala ma yanfa'uk. Work hard to achieve what is beneficial for you. Wasta'in billahi wala ta'jaz. And what you should do, seek the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and don't lose hope. So if you want to be the top businessman, the top earner, the top this, or whatever you'd like to achieve, you need to work hard to achieve it according to the capacity that Allah has given you. The mental strength, the physical strength, and all other capacities Allah has provided. Then what comes out at the end, that is destined by Allah totally and completely. Some people work so hard all day, they earn 50 rands and they come back home. Some people, one phone call, and they earn 5,000, 50,000 rands, and mashallah, they're happy. This is the decree of Allah, it's the will of Allah. But both had to try, do something. There is nobody who just sits back, relaxes, and suddenly they open their mouths and the food plops in every single day. In. Allahu Akbar. May Allah protect us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. Something came to my mind, but we'll leave it for another time, inshallah. Imagine, just by imagining what I want to say, we're already feeling the lighter moment, mashallah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness and make us from those who understand the decree of Allah. Yes, 
and the provisions that Allah has kept for us and provided for us. You want goodness, you want happiness, work hard to achieve what you want. Without hard work, you are not going to achieve. I want to repeat that. Without hard work, you will not achieve. And when you put in that hard effort, remember, it is only the decree of Allah that will help you achieve. So don't think it's my intellect alone. Or don't think it is me. No, it is Allah who granted you the ability to do things so that He provided for you. Allahu Akbar. That's the way a Muslim and a mu'min looks at it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. Then we have people who ask for trouble. Now that is obviously snatching away of your peace. You're asking for trouble. Imagine, you know... When something, for example, in our lives is in front of us and we know that this is the straight path and intentionally we take a turn. You say, let's see what happens. And you know you've heard things. Wallahi, we are asking for trouble. When we ask for trouble, then trouble comes to us. You know, there, there is a saying, do not trouble trouble until trouble troubles you. But at the same time, what happens to us, we end up asking for trouble, seeking trouble. And if we take a look at the people of Nuh and even the, the people who were at the times of the other messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is something amazing that we learn. They were arrogant. They asked for real trouble. Look at what the people of Nuh told him. Verse number 32 of Surah Hud. قَالُوا يَا نُوحُ قَدْ جَادَلْتَنَا فَأَكْثَرْتَ جِدَالَنَا فَأْتِنَا بِمَا تَعِدُنَا إِن كُنْتَ مِنَ الصَّادِقِينَ They said, O oh Nuh, you have been arguing with us for so long and you have increased your argument for such a long period of time. Now, we want you to bring along that punishment that you are promising us. We want to see it if you are truthful. Imagine how foolish they were. They are asking the Nabi of Allah to say, you're promising us punishment, let's see. So don't be arrogant. You know, if someone tells you, look brother, do not cheat me, you know, I can make a dua against you. Obviously we are Muslims, we shouldn't be doing that. But some people might say that. If they say that, don't say, go make your dua, let's see what happens. That is arrogance. <laughs> That is arrogance. What if that dua plugs in? Wallahi, we are dead meat as they say. <laughs> Allah protect us. Wallahi. Do not ask people for trouble. It's don't tell someone, who do you think you are? What do you think you're going to do? What do you think you're going to do to me? Wallahi, they might be, able, they might be weak. Look what happened to Shu'aib. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this verse number 91 of the same surah, surah Hud. The people of Shu'aib told him the similar statement. His people are telling him, We don't even understand what you're trying to tell us. And you know what? We consider you a little weakling from amongst us. Who do you think you are? How can you tell that statement to someone who wants to correct you? Today we have a bad attitude. You correct a youngster and he tells you, Hey, who do you think you are? You correct an old man and he tells you, Who do you think you are? How could you tell me that? Don't respond in the way the enemies of Allah replied. Your peace will be snatched away. If the statement is correct, change your habits. You know you have a youngster who you correct and he tells you, even my father doesn't tell me that. Well then you need to go to his father and tell him that. Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala correct us. Really. Let's not be arrogant. Let's not be people who get upset when we are corrected. When we are corrected, Wallahi, we need to learn from the blessings of Allah. Do not be from those like these who earned the wrath of Allah because they went around telling people, who do you think you are? You can pray against me, go do what you want. Bring your father, go and do whatever you want. What type of statement is that? It's a statement of arrogance that must never be on the lips of a believer.
May Allah protect us. May He forgive us. Really. Because sometimes we are struggling in our homes with our children, with anything else, with the business, whatever it is. Because we have had this attitude in the past and perhaps people might have called out to Allah. When people call out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, let me inform you of something else. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala waits. He gives you a period of time. He gives you muhla. He gives you a time in order to turn. When you don't turn, the punishment descends. When it descends, wallahi, there is no way that you are going to turn it back. Allahu Akbar. So this is why sometimes someone has made a dua against us. And it only plugs in 20 years down the line. فَانْتَظِرُوا إِنِّي مَعَكُمْ مِنَ الْمُنْتَظِرِينَ Wait, for indeed I am waiting with you. This was the statement of the messengers. فَارْتَقِبُوا إِنِّي مَعَكُمْ رَقِيبٌ Keep on waiting. Go and look out. I'm also on the lookout. We'll see who's going to suffer and what's, what will happen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not make us from those who earn the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why Shu'aib alayhi salatu wassalam, he taught us something very great that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the Quran. When we instruct our children, sometimes you tell your child, don't smoke. But dad, two packs a day you're smoking. You're telling me don't smoke? So what's happening? We instruct people to do things, but we are far away from it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala correct us. Look at the messenger. Shu'aib alayhi salatu wassalam. Do you know what he says? He says, and this is verse number 88. I do not want to go against that which I myself am prohibiting you from. I tell you something and you find me doing something else. He says, I will never do that. And this is the same message of all the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Where whenever they called out, they were always the first to adopt the same instruction. Whenever they said something is prohibited, they were always the furthest away. Let's ask ourselves. Sometimes we don't have peace in our lives because we know what's right. We instruct people regarding what's right and wrong, but we engage in what's wrong and we are the furthest away from what's right. It happens in our own families. It happens in our society, sometimes in our businesses where you tell the people, don't come late. But you are the one who comes the latest. Allahu Akbar. You're just a manager here. You're coming late every day. You're telling us, don't come late. If you want, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. I know of Mahathir Muhammad. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant him goodness. He used to be a prime minister of Malaysia. He used to clock in five minutes before everybody else. Do you know that? It's just an example that came to my mind. But the lessons we learn, you want to lead by example, be even better than that. And inshallah, you'll find people will follow. Sometimes you don't even need to say things. When you are disciplined, when you have a beautiful way of speaking, your children pick up immediately without even you saying, please don't talk like this, don't do this, don't do that. They follow dad because they know every day the same thing is happening. But when you are screaming and shouting and swearing, and then you hear your child swear and you are shocked, don't be shocked. You swear every day. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. You want respect in your business, learn to respect the others. They will respect you automatically. When you don't respect them, you cannot just come and say, hey, I deserve respect. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. Inshallah, we will continue tomorrow. And until then, wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallah bihamdi. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayhi.